hiatus levels. I'm not falling for that. I'm not falling for that. <laughs> levels, levels. <laughs> You're supposed to say low atus levels. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. So did you get the random question generator that I sent you? Yeah, um, I did. And I uh, had it generate and I pulled up 10 questions. Okay. Anything good? Who dog. Yeah. Uh, I love number 10. What? What's number 10? <clears throat> What's something that you can talk about for hours? <laughs> it it didn't happen to say in 50 words or less, did it? Nope. <laughs> Who dog indeed. Buckle up, toddlers. I'm not playing the full theme because it's a hiatus edition of Talking to Todd, episode 166. Here we go. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly, a released weekly <laughs> podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Friends, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. How you doing? Long time. Hey. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Just same as it was 10 minutes ago. I was going to say, how have you been for the last week? I know. Uh, well, how are you? Hopefully you don't have travel. Well, I'm sure at some point you'll have travel content. At some point, but not right now. Because <laughs> I'm on vacation. Well, I w this is a in one of my podcasts, when they do this stuff, they refer to this as this is an episode out of time. They record it then, which will then be in the it's that it's that whole space balls thing. When is then now now? No. Why? We just missed it. When? Now. Are you traveling over the international dateline? Is this is this going to be a whole uh if I've traveled over the international dateline, I will definitely have content because something has gone horribly horribly wrong. <laughs> okay, so that's a no on this trip. Another yes. undisclosed location that you're traveling to. Yes, yes. Just to keep people on their toes. Okay. Yes. Cool. So what are we doing this week? Okay, so because we're topical and we cover news, uh, and we won't know what happened in the next uh, week because we haven't gotten the WWE scripts uh, from Ernst & Young yet, that's a callback, uh, I thought, <laughs> well, idea number one was we keep talking about we should record an episode where we talk about the rules of sports that we want to change. I, um, I ran that past the focus group here at the Undisclosed Location. And uh, the notes were uh, reshoot the whole thing. So, <laughs> so in, yes. What's option number two? Thanks, Eli. Um, we want. I wanted to. Uh, we were going to use a list of random questions and a lot of stuff of what's your greatest phobia and what's your favorite color. What do you do when you're sad? And uh, blue spiders make me cry. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. That's the problem. Once you answer them, we were going to go through a lot of questions, even in a short show. So instead, <laughs> um, I started coming up with questions about, hey, what was like your, we talk about travel, we talk about sports, we occasionally, we, we refer to work occasionally, like, why don't we tell some of the stories that we haven't told yet? And I came up with, what's your best travel experience? What's your worst travel experience? What's the best sporting event you've ever been to? What's the worst? And then as I started thinking about it, here's the thing. The stories about the best aren't funny. Now, the worst stories probably aren't funny either, 
But the odds that somebody's going to laugh at our misfortune is much higher with the worst. So I took all the best stories and those those are gone. And so basically, we're just going to talk about um, some of the worst things that have ever happened to us or that we have ever done. <laughs> oh, and hopefully, fantastic. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> hopefully we don't get sued by the time it's all over. But OK, <sighs> I'm in. Sure, yeah. why not? OK, so since we started with that, Dwayne, question number one. What's the worst travel experience you have ever had? I think this is probably, and I don't know whether I've told this story on the pod or not. I don't think so. We went to San Diego and because of the amount of luggage that we were taking on this trip to San Diego, eight golf clubs. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. Amy and I traded regular luggage. So I packed all of my stuff in her blue and white floral rolling tote. Okay. And and she packed her stuff in my larger hard-sided suitcase. We land in San Diego at night. We're tired. It's two hours later by body time, right? We're in San Diego and the luggage comes off and the luggage goes around and around and around and whatever. And oh, finally, here comes mine and here comes Lucas's and here comes, well, here comes Amy's, mine, Amy's, my bag with Amy's stuff in it. And here comes Lucas's great blue floral bag, nowhere to be found. And we wait and we're hungry and we're tired. And then eventually being pushed on a gurney (laughs) comes the blue flower duffel, which clearly has fallen off of the truck and gotten run over and dragged across the tarmac because there are holes, there are skid marks, clothes had clearly exited the luggage. (laughs) They had been reallocated outside of the bag, (laughs) let's say. And they were beside themselves. Oh, my God, this never happens. We're so sorry. I think they were legitimately sorry. But this never happens. Here, let me get you this other bag that we have behind the counter to give to you. (laughs) Thanks, Delta. If this never happens, you don't have a bag behind the counter. Similarly, different trip get into my hotel room and not just mine because I checked with other people at this conference, every bathroom had a plunger in the bathroom. (laughs) If you have an occasional problem, you have a plunger in the engineering office. If you have a regular problem, you have a plunger in every bathroom. (laughs) Okay. Those are my two. What's your worst travel story? So around... Mm, two, it was like 2006, 2008, maybe it said this says 2006. I thought it was a little later. Anyway, Lisa and I, right before Christmas, we were going to fly to Iowa um, to, to spend uh, the weekend before Christmas with my family. And we decided uh, to get there to get cheap plane tickets we we flew on southwest and it was salt lake city to denver and denver to kansas city 
And then we were going to spend like three days, maybe four days. And then f- that was, we left on a Wednesday morning and we were going to come back on a Sunday night and then we were going to have Christmas. About three to four weeks prior to that, Lisa had had shoulder surgery and her arm was still in a sling and kind of immobilized. Anyway, weather's fine in Salt Lake, weather's fine in Kansas City. However, so all we need to do is change planes in Denver and then we're fine. We land in Denver and there's a blizzard going on and it's getting worse and it's getting worse. And Lisa and I've traveled enough to know that this isn't going to go well. So she calls and makes, uh, makes some hotel reservations, um, at two different hotels. So we have a place to go. And then we go to get on, uh, the city buses, um, to get out of the airport. Now the pot, now the snow is piling up. Now flights are being canceled. Now more flights are being canceled by about two o'clock in the afternoon. DIA is now shut down and the city buses have stopped running. Lisa checks in and we rent a car from one of the car rental places offsite. They have since gone through all their four wheel drives, SUVs, anything with high clearance. And we get a compact, something low to the ground. We make it out there and we start driving on that 17 mile stretch from DIA to, we have to get to the Renaissance hotel uh, by where Stapleton used to be. We're still, I've done meetings at that yeah, because yes. this is in 2006. That's before the Westin that they built on property. Yeah, there was nothing out there. No. There was no hotel there. There was no hotel for 15 miles. Yeah, because that's before they even built the ones that are kind of in the middle. Yes. There There's was nothing. nothing. I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah, that was like the closest oh hotel we could get to. So now I'm driving. By the way, somebody who was also going to the hotel that while well, I was outside waiting for buses that never came, Lisa found uh, a person who was like a college age girl who was also going to the Renaissance. So Lisa said, come with us. And then we never got on the bus. So we we're like, we're going to rent a car. Come with us. And she's like, okay. Well, wow. Okay. Anyway, we got in the car and I'm now driving. <laughs> And they have shut the roads. Actually, they didn't shut the roads. The roads were shut by the storm. And there were people in on both sides of the ditches and people stranded. And then we get on to 25 and there are just cars littering. And I'm driving like a Corolla with the two of us. The three of us are now in it. Um, I almost missed the exit because um, the sign was covered in snow. So I did a quick uh, jerk to the right. Um, Barely got up the off ramp, missed the entrance to the hotel. So I went to like the Mexican restaurant next door. I was driving through its parking lot and high and high, uh, high pointed the car because I drove over one of the uh, cement things. Oh, oop. That you couldn't see because the snow was higher than that. Um, two guys who were on a smoke break looked at me, laughed, walked over, pushed the car off of it. <laughs> Thanks guys. Yep. We got to the hotel. I don't know how we were in the hotel, uh, from Wednesday. Um, the airport was shut for 45 straight hours and more than 40,000 people slept in the airport for, uh, almost two days. Um, we were in the hotel. We had no luggage. (laughs) All we had was our laptop bags. (laughs) Because I think we checked uh, checked our bags. Because I think we had some Christmas presents and stuff in there. 
so we had to have every meal. Uh, by Friday, they were announcing that the hotel was running out of food and they couldn't get any more. So like the menu was, quote, whatever we got, unquote. Um, and uh, we just spent uh, the, that time in the hotel. And then Friday night, um, when the airport opened, I went to go get our luggage. And um, there was a, a seven-mile line of cars waiting to get to DIA. Uh, so I never made it in to do that. Anyway, I called Southwest and basically said, okay, listen, can you just, just fly us back to Salt Lake? And they're like, well, no, you got to go to Kansas city. Cause that's where your luggage is. And we're like, yeah, we're flying back. Screw this is Saturday that. morning. I'm flying back tomorrow. Anyway. Um, so we spent three days snowbound in, uh, it, at least it was a nice hotel. We didn't sleep on the floor of the airport. Um, that was all that mattered. Like once we landed, Lisa and I were looking around and it was funny because flights were like delayed and they were getting delayed. And Lisa and I looked at each other and we went, this airport's closing. And if we don't do something, we might be sleeping on the floor. And she'd had surgery. So she was like, I'm not sleeping on any floor in the airport. So we made it and we were fine and uh, made it back in time for Christmas. Uh, That sucked. Um, What really sucked was, again, on the news, Salt Lake City, perfectly fine. Kansas City perfectly fine. Iowa, perfectly fine. We just flew in to the worst place in the country to switch planes. Anyway, so every time we go through DIA, we just kind of do the, whatever that's, yeah, that was close. So uh, anyway, there you go. Yeah. Admittedly, if the worst travel story is we spent three days in a Renaissance hotel, I, it, that does take the edge off the story. I get that. I don't. I, yeah, don't I, lead I with that. that. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> yeah. Do, do anyway. you still keep in touch with the girl? Are you no. godparents to her child? Or oh, okay. no, 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 no. She got out of the car, and uh, that, that was it. it Ran it screaming from the no. Just got out of the car. Yeah. Lisa's comment was, "She's like, she's pretty brave." Uh, <laughs> Hey, you're strangers. It's a blizzard. Roads are closed. Hop in our car. Um, but <laughs> we we did deliver her safely to the hotel. College. Toby Parker and I, freshman year of college, pre-cell phones, got in Toby's car, drove to Iowa City. As you do. To see Greg and Sherry though we didn't know Sherry at that point, but to see Greg sing in the Newman Singers at Iowa City for their Christmas concert. Hmm. Okay. Beat the snowstorm out of Des Moines. Drove Smart. Ahead, right? <laughs> Smart. <laughs> hey, it's going to... Blizzard's coming. We can get ahead of it. Aren't we? Don't we have to get back through? Don't ask questions. Don't, no, don't. We're, <laughs> don't think this we're through. Young and dumb. <laughs> off you go. Got in the car, drove... Stayed in the dorm at Iowa. Stayed in Greg's dorm. Blizzard happens overnight. Interstate 80, barely passable. So we wait until 10 o'clock to take off. And by the time you get to 10 o'clock, road should be back open and better, right? Uh, They were wrong. Were they wrong or were you wrong? 
Because uh, you be, used yes. the phrase "they should," like you didn't say that they said. You said they should, um, well, which, which which moves a lot of the responsibility off of they and onto you. <laughs> I have to say, in 1990, we did not have, or 89, we did not have all of the information resources at our fingertips that we have in 2023. Welcome to KCCI Weather. Coming up. Snow. That's the end of the weather report. Back to you. <laughs> so we hop in Toby's car. Note, uh, I, I should have noted that I had rolled my ankle in a fraternity basketball game earlier that week. So uh-huh. I was I was yeah. not the Bas- most mobile. Fraternity basketball game. Yeah, that's what they always say. Yeah, it was a basketball game. Sure. Yeah, you know what? I like that you're still sticking with that story all these years later. So Toby's driving 30 miles an hour, maybe tops from Iowa City East. We left at 10 o'clock. We get to Grinnell and it's approaching five. It's not even, no, it's less than that because it's starting to get really dark. So it's like four o'clock. So in six hours, we've made it about 60 miles. There's no way we were going 30 miles an hour. Anyway, we pull off the road at Grinnell. Well, before that, one or both of us needed to use the restroom. So we decided that we would try to get to the rest stop. Did you know they don't plow the rest stops during snowstorms? <laughs> the thought never crossed my mind, but now that you say that, hmm, that could be problematic. <laughs> yes. So the eight inches of snow, again, I don't know what kind of car she drove, but it was much like a Corolla, very low to the ground. Mm. Um, We didn't even make it down the ramp before the car was stuck and we had to get out, push the car back up to the point where we could get back on the interstate and keep going down, holding it all the way. Finally got to Grinnell, pulled off in Grinnell and went to the Super 8. Because we decided at that point we're done. Super 8 is sold out. Because other people were smarter before you were. (laughs) Yes. Except there was a trucker in the lobby that said, well, I've got a double. If you guys want to bunk in the other bed, you can do that. Toby didn't sleep. We did a, we did it and lived to tell the tale. B, Toby didn't sleep the entire night. (laughs) Yes. Wide awake. Okay. Uh, So there we were in the room with this trucker that we just met 15 minutes prior. And then things got weird. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. We spent most of the night in the hotel lobby. Actually, we had walked across the road to the convenience store that was still open, bought a pack of cards and some sandwiches because that was as close as we could get to food and then walked back across the road, sat in the lobby, played cards, ate our sandwiches, and then eventually decided to try to go lie down and did. Here's the thing through this entire episode, never once called our parents to let them know where we were. Toby's mother was so pissed at us. Yeah, but this call, don't worry. Dwayne and I are sleeping in a bed next to a trucker 
in a super eight, we're fine. That may have actually made things worse. I think you're right. She was probably (laughs) better off and my mother as well. Sandy was probably better off in the dark during the entire episode. Yeah. Oh my God. Snowstorms. Lord. Okay. Travel question number two. Yes. What is a place that you have traveled to? A, not, 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 let's not say for work. Let's say like a vacation, you know, like an actual trip. Where is some place that you've traveled to that you will never need to go back to again? Minneapolis. <laughs> In general, out of spite, like. Every time, every time we go to Minnesota for vacation, something horrible happens. Okay. One time we went, got home on Sunday, Monday morning, Amy lost her job. One time we went, the back of our car got bashed out and Lucas's books and soccer stuff all got stolen out of the back. The last time we didn't go to Minneapolis, but we went to Rochester. The last time we went to and spent any time in Minnesota, we came back and our dog, we had to put our dog to sleep the next day. I'm never going to vacation in Minnesota, visit Minnesota. If I never go back to the state of Minnesota, toddler negative 18, it will be too soon. Hey, bears are bears are playing their next season. Oh, can we get tickets? (laughs) Oh, that's one right out of college. Amy, me, the Almquists and another couple. It might've been the Shawfonts, the six of us, because all bear fans go up to the dome. We're in the Hoover, in the Hubert Humphrey Dome. We're up in the, in the top. Bears are up 20 to nothing. We're yelling, we're screaming, we're singing bear down into the third quarter. This is the game where Harbaugh gets his bell rung and then throws a pick six. And they show Ditka on the sideline yelling at Harbaugh. They show clips of this. Yeah. This is that game. And the Vikings come back and win 21 to 20. That is the last time Amy ever went and saw that ever. I I speak in the past tense as if she's dead or something, (laughs) but Amy has, Amy has never since seen the bears play on the road. She had (laughs) such a bad experience in Minnesota. Nothing good happens in Minnesota. I hear that's the new slogan on those state license plates. (laughs) Nothing good happens in Minnesota. Show title. (laughs) How about you? Where do you never want to go again? So um, when Lindsay was in high school, we went on a cruise with uh, me, Lisa, I believe Lisa's mom, Lindsay, and one of Lindsay's uh, friends, uh, Teresa. And we, we left out of LA and we went up to San Francisco and we went to San Diego. And then, of course, because, you know, you've got to leave the country. Oh, we went to Santa Barbara. Um, but you have to leave the country. So, uh, due to the 1930s era Jones act law, we went to Ensenada (laughs) and this was, um, who doesn't sure. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. Everybody knows about that. Um, this was in October and Lindsay desperately wanted to go to a beach, but you don't go to a beach in, uh, I mean, San Francisco, no Santa Barbara, no San Diego, maybe, but we went we went to old towns, which wasn't near the beach. So we go to Ensenada and she's like, I just want to go to the beach. I want to go in the ocean. Like, okay. So we get to Ensenada ship docks. We get off the ship and there are, instead of doing like a 
doing a thing through the ship, um, through an excursion, there's all sorts of people out in the plaza like, hey, hey, you know, they've got signs and we go find somebody who's like, where do you want to go? We're like, we just we want to do a beach for a couple hours. Like, OK, that's great. You know, we got a we got a we got a luxury coach and we'll take you there for a couple of hours. And it's this beachside place and it's really nice. And they you can rent beach stuff and you can you can rent umbrellas and, you know, you can do all of this. You can have lunch by the beach. Um, it's a beach resort. And then, and then after a few hours, you know, come back like, cool. So we paid him the money and then the guy gets the driver and the guy takes us over to the van and we get in the van. Um, and so it's me and Lindsay and Teresa luxury coach. Yeah. Luxury coach. Um, it's a minivan that wouldn't pass safety in any of the States. Um, so now me and two teenage girls are getting into a van with a guy who doesn't speak any English and we're just being driven out of town. And Zoiks. when I say safety things, um, it, it was a van with those bench seats um, that lock into place, except they weren't locked. So every time he took off, the entire bench seat rocked backwards. Oh. And then when he hit the brakes, the entire bench seat rolled forwards. <laughs> so our seatbelts were on. But the things we were seatbelted into wasn't locked into the car. So that was cool. Anyway, he drives us into this really nice looking resort and we're like, wow, this looks really nice. And he's like, yeah. he, he kind of points and he's like, mm, just that way. Like, okay, cool. And then, and then we decide three hours. He'll, he'll be back to pick us up three hours. Okay, cool. So we walk down. It's this beautiful place. It's very nice. It's got a hotel. It's got condos, etc. And we walk down and we find the place where you can rent all the beach stuff and it's closed. Okay, well, whatever. And then we find the beach and the beach is there. Okay, there's there's nothing really there. There's nothing. You, there's no chairs. There's no umbrellas or anything like that. That's fine. They just want to get in the water. But then we're looking around and there's nobody here. Like it's deserted. Like completely deserted and everything, all of this stuff is boarded up. And Lindsay's like, I don't, this looks a little weird. And I'm like, that's ah, fine. Cause I need to let them know that I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I really am. <laughs> but the trick of being a parent is no one to lie to your kids. That's ah, fine. You know what? No, nah, it's fine. No, no, Pff, this is great. We got the beach to ourselves and the beach wasn't great. And there was some seaweed and stuff or whatever. And then they're like, yeah, I don't think we're getting in the water. I'm like, okay. And you could lay on the sand or whatever. And then we're looking around now, the hotel restaurant apparently had, there were some people eating in the restaurant. Okay. So there's actually some people here. Okay. But then we just start walking around and we walk into the hotel because the doors are wide open and we're walking down the hallways and there are multiple um, carts from you know, the maids sitting in the hallway and most of the doors to every room is open, but there's no housekeeping. There's carts as if like in front of rooms, there is no one in building one of the hotel that is wide open with all the doors open. We walk through building two, same thing. It is as if there's no guests, there's no housekeeping, Apparently the restaurant is functional, but now we're a little concerned about who the hell are the people in the restaurant? <laughs> anyway, so we walk along. Then we decide to go to the front desk and the front desk is deserted. 
and there's nobody there. And we've now been here like two hours. And all we've seen are there's been some people that have walked past us kind of out on the beach. But this whole place is deserted. And the girls are like, I'm getting kind of a weird vibe out of this. And it's like, yeah, have you seen The Shining? Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't, and they're like, can we leave now? And I'm like, I don't, we told the guy like three or four hours, like, oh my, whatever. And we walk out to the parking lot. We finally made our way out to the parking lot because actually we found the, we found the, the auxiliary front desk, the front, the actual front desk was supposedly in another building, but that building was closed as we were headed towards it. I looked, Hey, that's the scary van that we rode in. The guy is just sitting in the parking lot sleeping. <laughs> at least he didn't leave. He didn't leave. So now at this point, um, I go tap on the window and I'm like, let's go. And he's like, three, you still have time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, mm, nope, nope, nope. So we get in the van and we drive back and it's the whole, the, the, the seats rocking and everything else. And, uh, and this, if this van's a rocking, we might be being kidnapped. <laughs> that's how, it, that's how the phrase goes. <laughs> that's how yes. the phrase goes. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets us back. He drops us off. We're just like, okay, that was freaky. That was weird. We're at least here. End of story. Except then we get to the security. So when you get ready to go on the ship, a lot of places uh, before, well, before you get on the ship to get on the pier, they have local security that you have to show your cruise card because they don't want anybody getting anywhere near the ship who's not supposed to be. So I pull out my cruise card and Teresa pulls out her cruise card and Lindsay doesn't have her cruise card with her. So she can't go through the gate. (laughs) Teresa, go onto the ship, find Lisa, and have her bring. As we were getting off the ship, Lindsay gave her cruise card to Lisa for safekeeping. And then we split up. So uh, (laughs) Teresa's like, do you know where she's going to be? Somewhere on that ship. There's only 3,500 passengers. Shouldn't be too hard to find. (laughs) Now, Lindsay and I are just standing in front of the security shack. Hanging out. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Nope, it's fine. Nope, day's getting better and better. <laughs> Eventually, Lisa comes out, hands us the card. We get through. And uh, we all agreed that we will never, ever go to Ensenada ever again. Um, barely made it there the first time and barely made it out. So, yes. Anyway. <laughs> I was just thinking at some point I'm going to have to explain to Teresa's parents what happened. Like, so this, we seem like a good idea. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's <laughs> one more. Yeah. Let's do one more. Um, you kind <laughs> of covered this. I'm going to ask you, let me ask you this. If I, the, the next question up, we are moving to sports from travel onto sports. And it was the worst sporting event you have ever attended. You've already you've already put a pretty strong nomination for a, for a Bears game. Uh, is there a worse sporting event that you've attended in person than the uh, Bears and Vikings? Um, I well, I guess I have I have two nominations. Oh, thanks, Eli. One of them would be the NFC Championship game between the Packers and the Bears played at soldier field where the bears lost to Aaron Rodgers. You're going to have to be more specific. That happened a lot. Yeah, it kind of did. Didn't <laughs> it? So that, I mean, it was a great experience. Bears and Packers had never played in the NFC championship game before. Hmm. 
seems weird in the long history of the league right? and those teams. Yeah. That never happened. Anyway, that was terrible. The other nomination would be the year that Lucas and Papa Larry and I went to both the hottest game in the history of Kinnick Stadium. And then later that year, the coldest game in the history of Kinnick Stadium in the same season. Checked both of those boxes. Don't remember who they were playing in either of those games. Honestly, doesn't really matter. <laughs> how, how, about, how about you? Worst sporting event. Does it have anything to do with leads peeing in wherever they want to? Oh, no, 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 no. That doesn't even reach. That isn't. No, that's. No, I want to talk about the Raiders. This so, never happens. Well, you're talking about terrible fans that just pee wherever they want. And I think, yeah, but at least they're not Raiders fans. Um, Baldwin's going to love this episode. <laughs> so, uh, in, in November of 20 of 2002, um, Lisa and I, uh, Lisa, we got tickets for a Monday night football game in Denver, uh, where the Broncos were going to host, uh, the rival, uh, Oakland, uh, at that point it was the Oakland Raiders. Um, this was to be the 500th Monday night football game. So a big deal was made of it. There were fireworks and everything else. Now, a couple things. Actually, one big thing. Uh, Lisa doesn't like to be cold. The period. Just doesn't like to be cold. And we're going, since then, by the way, the we, when we look at going to games in Denver, we look at games in September up through about October 15th. Anywhere past October 15th, We've done one of those, and it involved uh, sitting in the um, in the club seats uh, with a fireplace. So we can do there. She will make exceptions, but there are accommodations that must be made. Anyway, so November <laughs> November of two thousand and two, Lisa agrees to go to the game. When we left the hotel, it was twenty nine degrees, and. Obviously, it is a it's like a 7 p.m. mountain kickoff time. So the sun's already gone down. It's 29 degrees, and that's as warm as it's going to be. Awesome. Ugh. We get to the game. We are in the 500 level at the north end zone. So we are way up high, and we're sitting there. A mile, a mile high. Over a yes. mile high. Probably. Over a mile high. Yes. And then it started to snow. So now it is snowing and the temperature is dropping and it is dark and we have this game in front of us and Brian greasy is the quarterback. Oh, Brian. I, the things I remember from that game are there was a massive hit that knocked out Shannon sharp, who was about the only person who was doing anything for the Broncos. So now the best offensive player is off the field. The Raiders were winning and we're winning pretty much most of the game cold dark snowing teams losing is there any way that this could be worse yes drunk raiders fan i mean drunk raiders fan you you can either you just say raiders fan the drunks implied drunk raiders fan three rows in front with beers in both hands talking about how good their team are and what a bunch of bleepity bleep bleep bleeps you are 
swearing at people. Oh, you're going to do something about it? You're a big guy? Like, oh my. Anyway, I generally have a rule at sporting events. We're at the sporting event. We're going to stay to the end of it because you paid your money. Yeah. We get to be at the fourth quarter. By the way, the final score was 34 to 10. Favor the bad guys. I did not see the end of the game because at the beginning of the fourth, beginning-ish, about 12 minutes left in the game, I look at Lisa, who the entire time has been a trooper and is just sitting there just cold and hasn't made a peep about how cold it is. There is snow on her hat and on her jacket and it's piling up on her and she is just sitting there and I am miserable. The game is miserable. She is miserable. And with about 12 minutes left, I said, do you want to go? And she looked at me and she said, I've never loved you more. And we got up and left <laughs> and leaving that miserable hellhole that night was the best thing that happened the entire game. Hiatus <sighs> show or not. The music is still Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with Visiting Scholar. And Raiders fan? No. Todd Prince. No. Take that back. Take that back. (laughs) I take it back. I sit corrected. Um, With Visiting Scholar, Todd Prince, wherever you get your pods, just search talking in the number two. No G, no space. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tupa City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, even though we didn't do their segment this week, and dj to go Cedar Valley. Send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? I was going to surprise you and let you know that uh, the space for ToddCon 4, I got this, I was going to rent out uh, some space in Minneapolis. <laughs> but if ToddCon 2 is hot damn, ToddCon 4, no damn. <laughs> <laughs> no effing way. No, nor are we going to a boarded up hotel in Mexico either. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do either of those things. Okay, to be honest, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do the planning for any of this. <laughs> oh, looking forward to feedback from this episode. We'll be back at some point. We're here. We're talking to Todd. So I'm going to I'm going to not send that email to the Minnesota Board of Tourism to see if they want to be a sponsor on talking to Todd. <laughs> on the on the on the other hand, it's entirely possible even with that rousing endorsement from me, the Estero Beach Hotel and Resort, <laughs> we still might have a chance. It's not deserted. There's just plenty of space. <laughs> Good rooms still available. Good
with with plenty of fresh air. <laughs>